All right, Jabosai, good morning. Let us begin. So we are continuing this morning in Meretz Hashem in Os Samech Gimel 63, and we are picking up on page Kufnon Dalit. So we were speaking about the really fascinating idea by Rab Tzavik, that the nature between, or the relationship between mothers and sons. And the idea that Reb Tzadik is saying, it, now again, not, not Reb Tzadik's personal idea, but the idea that Reb Tzadik was espousing, namely that the spiritual nature of a son is very much embedded and rooted or derivative of his mother. And he continues now on page Kofnon Dalid, on the left-hand side, Avalu umas zos, habonos hanekevos, domos bitchunosein dafka la'av, he says something very interesting. Daughters, daughters on the other hand, he says betunosehen. Tunosehen is one of these interesting is one of these interesting words. Tunosehen, I would say, like almost means like in their like gestalt, you know, in the, in their in their essence, in their essence, are like their father and not like their mother. Now we're gonna we're gonna have to define this a bit. Shezeu, see, well, we'll see in just a moment. To say that the mother creates the nuanced spirituality in her sons. The truth is, I think that's very intuitive. You know, Rabbi Soloveitchik, Rabbi Soloveitchik, Sechetzadik Levracha, said that, you know, he learned the halachos of Shabbos from his, from his father. But he learned the essence of Shabbos from his mother. You know, again, the Rav's mother was, uh, was a Feinstein. The Rav was cousins of Rav Moshe. And his father was, of course, you know, a prince of Brisk. You know, it was, uh, it, it was two very different, two very different mahalchim, two very different approaches. You know, one was the malach, one was the mind, and one was the neshama. So that to, to learn the halachos of how to keep Shabbos from his father, but how to experience Shabbos from his mother, I, I think that, that's very often a case in, in a child in a child's maturation. That the father often contributes with the intellectual side of whatever it may be, and the mother often contributes the the emotion, right? And the heart and the neshama. This is a bit more intriguing that the daughter receives much of her essence from her father. It's quite fascinating. So what what does this mean? He says, Shezel etzem malas bas tamatrachum. So he makes a very interesting observation. Remember again, we said in yesterday's year that the court of the Gemara that said that a man should always try to marry the daughter of a Tamut Chacham. Why? Because this way, God forbid, should something happen to him, he could be assured that his wife will raise the children in the right way. That ultimately, again, the wife will raise the children to become Talmud Chacham. So we'll see, what does that mean? That means that a woman who grows up as the daughter of a Talmud Chacham, there is an impact that that has on her. Right? That, that's really what the underlying message of the Gemara is. That when a girl... See, I'll say, it's interesting. You could be the son of a Talmud Chacham and not become a Talmud Chacham. We spoke about that in, 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 yesterday, in yesterday's shir. The idea that, that for a variety of reasons, sons often become very different than their father. But interestingly enough, when it comes over here to the daughter of a Talmud Chacham, a girl who grows up with a father who's a Talmud Chacham, that has an impact on her, not just in who she is, 
but on how she ultimately raises her children. So you see from here this unique connection between the spiritual maturation of a daughter and the spiritual qualities and characteristics of her father. He goes on, he says, Therefore we see from her that that which she inherits from her father, the Talmud Chacham, she will pass down to her own children. So here, Absalik just points out, which is actually something quite interesting, which is that the Torah goes ahead. And, you know, he's quoting over here from Bereshis that the Torah goes ahead and when it comes to the family of Yaakov Avinu, connects the girls. In this case, by Yaakov Avinu, there was one girl, there was Dina. But the Torah goes out of its way to discuss the fact that Dina Bito, Dina was the daughter of Yaakov. And yet when it comes ultimately to enumerating the Shvatim, the Shvatim are often known as Bnei Rachel and Bnei Leah. Or I should say Bnei Leah and Bnei Rachel. So as you see even biblically, there is this incredible connection between sons and their mother. Ultimately, again, sons inheriting the spiritual qualities of their mother. Or I should say, it's not just spiritual qualities, but the nuanced ruchnios of their mother. And ultimately, again, the daughters inheriting the spiritual nuances of their father. And I will say, now, again, the Pesachic is not saying that sons don't learn from their father and that daughters don't learn from their mother. And daughters and their mothers, we're going we're gonna to discuss in just a moment. But the idea is, the idea is, who creates, who creates, you know, the, who, who creates the, the, the gushpanka, you know, who creates the stamp, who creates the stempel in terms of, of, of the basic qualities of the core identity. So again, Reb Sadiq is positing that for sons, it's their mother, and for girls, it's their father. I'll also just point out something interesting, and then we're going to stop, because we're going to get a little bit of an earlier start on the daf. It's also possible... I, I, I think there's often an interesting dynamic in life, which is sometimes for many people, it's much easier to learn from someone who's not like you than to learn from someone who is like you. In other words, we, we, we often like to think that we, we learn from people or, or, or we, we kind of adopt role models from people who are like us, which, which of course logically makes sense. I think often people are resistant to learn from others who are like them because they feel threatened. They feel threatened. So like, right, like peer-to-peer learning, right? If, if, I have, if I know someone who's in my industry or I know someone who's like me, maybe they're a little more successful than me, a little bit smarter than me. There's a certain amount of threat that, that's involved in that. That person has more, has done more, has accomplished more. Masha Enki is someone who's not like me at all. Often that can go ahead and not... Is oh, I checked the thing. Okay, thank you. Often, often there's much less of a resistance to go ahead and to learn from someone like that, which is really, which is really quite interesting. So that could also be this idea, because on a simple level, that it's not threatening. It's not threatening, you know. So again, for for I'm just pointing out that that could be part of this underlying dynamic as well. There is a tension. 
between fathers and sons. There, there just is. Remember again, how does the Navi describe, how does the Navi describe, you know, the Yemosa Mashiach, the Heshev Lev Avos Abanim, the Lev Banim Alavosam. Right? The Ribono Shal Olam ultimately again will go ahead and unite fathers and sons. Right? There is there, a tension. Because often there's a tension between like people. Masha Inkin sometimes are much more receptive and much more willing to go ahead and learn from people who are not like us because there's just no threat. There's no threat. There's no, there's no real intimidation factor. And often we're just much more receptive to being able to ingest life's lessons from that source. So again, perhaps, perhaps on some level, that could also account to this relationship between mothers and sons and fathers and daughters. So we'll stop over. We'll pick up Emirat Hashem. We'll spend one more day in Emirat Hashem and Osamich Gimel Shkoyach.